Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. You're listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louie. Welcome back to the 11 o'clock hour on Issel and Louie, ESPN 680, 105.7, the ESPN Louisville app. We appreciate you tuning in this morning. And the second hour of the show is brought to you by Delta Dental of Kentucky. Whether you're looking for dental coverage for your employees or an individual or family policy, Delta Dental of Kentucky has you covered with a nationwide network of dentists. Plus, they offer Delta Vision, a comprehensive vision plan through VSP. Enrolling in a dental or vision plan is easy. Call them at 1-800-955-2030 or you can always visit them online at ky.deltadental.com. Brush your teeth, people. Uh, True Crime Tuesday in about 20 minutes. You'll suffer through it with us, damn it all, because that's how we do things on Tuesday. Um, <clears throat> I do like getting good coffee on Tuesday. Like This is a nice new thing that we have as part of our lives here on, on True Crime Tuesday, so that's good at least. Yeah, I'm here for it. Makes you less likely to murder me, so that's good. Um, yeah, that, that, that's pretty accurate. She's crack producer Avery Dill. I'm Louie Rabot, hanging out with Dan Issel. We got you till noon. Bobby V um, flew in last night from Durham, so I imagine he's probably sitting in his office today uh, doing the show like Dan, and then you'll get uh, first replay, 3 o'clock. Sweezy and Streetle uh, getting you ready uh, for the evening as well. All right, I'm so, really looking forward to that Canes read. Oh, should I do that right now? Uh, whenever you want to, but uh, Prime and I... Um, <laughs> We, uh, we we took the weekend off from our diets, and the weekend the weekend spilled into President's Day, and uh, and so um, we actually had uh, canes for dinner last night. Well, there you go. How'd that go? How many pieces uh, well, does not Dan... as not as good as you guys because I had to buy mine. <laughs> Raising canes. We want to say thanks to the Raising Canes team for bringing by lunch to the ESPN Louisville studios today. Perfect for lunch, dinner, or your next game watch party. At Raising Cane's, every chicken finger served is hand-battered and cooked to order just for you. No wonder they were voted number one most craveable chicken in the U.S., according to Technomic. One love, multiple area locations. Order online, RaisingCane's.com. All right, check them out. We'll get them for lunch today. Man, Avery, I want to. I want to jump in the car and go get some right now. <laughs> Avery, right very, now, very excited because she gets to eat lunch on Tuesdays and now on. Um, I am on Wednesdays too with the pizza, right? Yes. Yeah, how about that? So there you go. All right. They're finally starting to feed me during the week. 
She's never going to leave, Dan. Um, she's like a she's like a, an alley dog. It's just going to keep showing up because we keep putting bowls of food in the back. All right. Um, UK. Okay, I, I've got to I've got to tell you, I read this this uh, article by Ben Roberts, our our dear friend Ben Roberts, who's bailing on us for Thursday. By the way, we will have uh, so Wally Pip is out and Cam Drummond is in on Thursday. So keep going. Oh, really? Yeah, Ben's Ben's on a plane during that time, coming back from Florida. Well, plus Cam is better than Ben. <laughs> so that's good. But anyway, I was reading this story. Kentucky skyrockets up new NCAA tournament bracketology boards. So I, I was when I saw the headline, I was excited because that means another mallard in my pocket. Absolutely. But, but then I got a few paragraphs in and there's something called Bracketville projection (laughs) website, the Bracketville projection website. I think I'm going to come up with the Isselville projection website (laughs) places, Kentucky as a seven seed. How about that? And it's in its update Monday morning. Now here's the best part, Louie, that bracket Puts the cats in Denver How about for the first week of the tournament. Now I already have my tickets for that for that round, and no, they were not free. I had to buy them. <laughs> but but if Cal wants me wearing a Kentucky T-shirt, Cal, it's three X tall. Three X tall. That's all wear, I got to say. You gonna wear your Jayhawk one in Denver there? Uh, no, not in Denver. If, so if Kentucky didn't play in Denver, so let's let's just put aside if they're playing in the tournament, whatever. Like, would you would you wear Nuggets gear? Would you wear just a generic shirt? Would you wear UK gear? What would you do? Because you're going to go no matter what, right? To Denver, yes, yes, right. Yeah, I will be there. Um, what would you wear if Kentucky was not there? Uh, nothing uh, that w- uh, had any lettering or writing on it. Got it. Okay, just a dad shirt. Oh, oh, oh I, wait, wait a second. I might wear a Batavia. Uh, I got a really nice, uh, like Batavia. knit pullover. Um, not a sweatshirt, but an upgrade from a sweatshirt that has Batavia basketball on it. I might wear a Batavia basketball shirt. Okay. Yeah. And I assume, uh, because you're Dan Issel, that you think Kentucky's going 3-1 the last four games? Uh, I think there's a really good possibility. Okay. And I if think they, they beat Florida without Castleton. Yeah, that stinks for Florida, for sure. That's all, a, Auburn, Auburn um, although they played Alabama really close, which makes sense because that's their rivalry, uh, their rival, they, they, um, their record, they're going the wrong way, Louie. They're going south from where they started out the season. Yep. And Vandy will be an important game. I think they go 3-1 and one and only lose at uh, Arkansas. Okay. All right. Now, now, I have to preface that by saying, assuming Oscar doesn't get on Tinder. <laughs> I was going to ask that, but not about Oscar. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Someone did uh, text in. Uh, Dan, you can't stay with other people because of your countless Tinder suitors coming to visit. <laughs> that, there you go. That I might... tell you, we got some smart <laughs> listeners. That's it. exactly right. Got great textures. That's exactly oh, right. Oh, man. <laughs> Is your wife around? 
Uh, she just brought me coffee, but oh, okay. Um, uh, but it was during um, during the break. Yeah. Okay. If, yeah. if if during the next break she's available, I would love to talk to Sherry again. I have I have tender questions for Sherry. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think, Avery, do you agree with me that Sherry needs to be a bigger part of the show? Sherry! She really does. Oh, he's calling Sherry! <laughs> Sherry! I love her! I think she needs to be a way bigger part of the show. She needs her whole segment. <laughs> she needs She needs a segment to herself. I don't know that it needs to be a segment, but maybe like a three-minute segment. Yeah. I don't want to overexpose Sherry, Sherry to the to yeah. the terribleness that is ESPN Yeah. <laughs> All right, she's coming. Perfect. Yay! All right. I just I wonder because I think people talk to their grandmothers about things more than they talk to their grandfathers about things. No, there's no question. Right, about and, that. and I'm not yeah. so I'm not trying to. It's not a dig at you at all. I just I I remember being more comfortable talking with my grandmothers when they were alive than my like okay. my grandfathers. We would talk sports, right? Like I mean, the, yeah. No, hey, the Pistons suck. You know, like. <laughs> uh, do, you know, do you know what Tinder is? Yeah, it's a dating. App. Bang. <laughs> Sherry's been on Tinder. <laughs> Does Sherry think she would have been on Tinder in college? Talk. Yep. Uh, no. Okay. I didn't need. I didn't need to be on Tinder in college. <laughs> college. Damn right. <laughs> Sherry, that's it, Sherry. Get away. That's it. Drop the mic. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> the mic, <laughs> I didn't. Are you? Oh, that's great, man. Are you done with her? That's it. I, Sherry just said she didn't need Tinder in college. We're good. That's the sound of the week. We're good. <laughs> okay. I guess that's all I need, honey. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Sorry to make you walk. <laughs> Blake and Baker is here. Do you want to talk to Blake? What? Do you want to talk to Blake and Baker? He's here. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no. You let you let Blank and Baker say all of his stupid stuff from seven to from seven to ten. He I'll doesn't admit, have to say it on our show. Fair enough. That's great. Oh man. So ask so Blank how many more big... games uh, Louisville wins this season. Can you hear him? Yeah. Okay. How many more games you can even do? I mean, yeah. Come on, Mike, real quick. How many more games do you no, think? I they mean, win? they've got they've got Georgia Tech. I said, I said this morning, Tech. I now expect them to win the Georgia Tech game. Well, they got the point guard back. We played them without their point guard right. first time. And we do play in the day of shame. <laughs> so there's always a chance when you're playing in the day of shame, you're going to pick off somebody. I don't know. One, I would, I'd put our over-under at a half game. That's half, what I'd okay. do. Half game is what I'd do. Oh, we, we're much more uh, enthusiastic than you. We think they're going to win a couple. <laughs> we? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I yeah. got them winning one. You got to win one. Yeah, so I just I just came in because I heard you talking about Tinder, and I just thought that was <laughs> can't miss radio. So uh, I'll let you get back to your regular scheduled program. Uh, uh, unbeknownst to me, evidently my wife is on Tinder. She has been. <laughs> How's that working? I I don't know. I thought I had a solid a solid marriage blank. She, she swiped, knew exactly like, what she it was. She swiped right a lot. I mean, what's going on? She and goes, had a dating app, and I was like, get, get her on the mic. Let's she's go. She's got that on her phone? <laughs> well, I'm going to be in Lawrence for three days this weekend, you know, maybe. Yeah, when you maybe land, that's... you start seeing if you get any matches. They're in Lawrence. <laughs> I need Dan Issel's, I need Issel's interactions I know. on a big poster board. Yeah, send, send Louie your matches when you land in Lawrence. If you're going to be there for three days, I want to know who you match with in Lawrence. Oh, no, I'm not landing. I'm driving. Oh, okay. <laughs> Same thing. That's Same fine. deal. Maybe what? I could get one in Denver to ride with me. <laughs> 
Oh, well, oh. keep us posted, Dan. I'll I'll let you chat. Kamari Lands gave us yeah. so much today. <laughs> well, at least he came out and had a good game. Yeah, that's it. Oh man, God, oh great. Oh man, what a stupid show this is. So, are you concerned, <laughs> Louis, that the Cats are going to be a single digit seed? Oh no, I I think that there's a definite good chance that they are. Yeah. No, the the bets aren't. Look, I would like to win the bets. I want to be very clear. But the bets are for, like, fodder for the show. I understand that it costs money to make money. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm the only person, again, in Jefferson County that lost money betting against Louisville basketball this year. <laughs> I'm it. <laughs> I'm it. I get it. It's all right. I'm not good at it. That's why I need to stick to horses. Man, oh, man. But, oh, I lost, I lost the – oh, man, I lost the Golden Hour pick for yesterday by a neck, Dan. It was brutal. Oh, I, uh, you have to li- you have to hear what I did. Eighteen dollar so ticket, Avery, sitting on three hundred eighteen bucks. Oh, and you only lost one leg. The the last at Golden Gate by a neck and a course stretching out for the first time wins the ugh, ugh, man. Well, I had the I had the opposite luck. Okay, I have a dear friend that I've known for a hundred years. I I met him when he was sixteen years old at old centennial racetrack and he's uh, he's a very successful trainer on this circuit and he called me yesterday morning and said you want to play this one hmm. and and so it was in the first leg of the late pick four so i play the late pick four a 50 cent ticket okay and the horse opens at eight to five hmm and I said, well, he must, I wasn't the only one he told. <laughs> so now the horse starts floating up. And with five minutes to go, I go to my Twin Spires account, and I'm going to bet the horse to win and bet another pick four. And it doesn't let me in. <gasps> with five minutes to post, they shut down the betting. Louis, the horse paid $11. I don't have any win money on him. I do hit a really nice late pick four, but I only had it once instead of twice. So I'm not going to get greedy. It was a really (laughs) nice pick four, the late pick four at Turf Paradise yesterday. Oh, well, TP. All right. There you go. All right. Yeah. 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 I had a good day. Texter suggesting that this sounded, that last segment sounded like the beginning of next week, True Crime Tuesday, Dan picking up random women on Tinder and driving them across the country. (laughs) 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 We have the best texters. All right. So, I mean, you know, three and one for the cats getting back to sports at some point. Um, I'm going to go two and two. I don't know which games they lose either tonight or, or, excuse me, tomorrow night or Auburn, I think they'll slip in one of those. It feels like, Dan, to me at least, every time we assume something about Kentucky, they do the opposite. Yeah, that, that's true. Right? That's when, we, we, when we were like, oh, it's done. They're not going to make the tournament with Georgia. Right. They come back and they win the games, right? We're, oh, they're, they, they're terrible against Alabama. They lose South Carolina. They win at Tennessee, right? So this team does the opposite of what we expect them to do. Now, I agree that the trend in what they're doing right now is that Livingston's getting better. Case Wallace is playing as well as he has all season. Those things are very positive. Those are the things you want to see this time of year. But I, I don't know. You know, can can Florida and Auburn run an offense that every coach that beat them just openly talked about in the postgame show? 
I mean, and well, instead it'll, of it'll standing be, around the three point line and missing all yeah. the shots like Tennessee the last two times. See, that's that's why that's why I think they win tomorrow night is because they could do that with uh, Castleton, and Castleton gave uh, Oscar fits. But uh, South I don't, Carolina it, did it with Scrubs. Missouri did it with Cleveland State transfers. Yeah, but they've they've gotten a little bit better. They certainly aren't great at it, but they've gotten a little bit better since Alabama and South Carolina exposed them so bad. The reason, the reason I think, I mean, you hit on the reason I think uh, that that they'll go three and one, and that's Chris Livingston. I mean, remember the remember the reputation, Louis, that this kid came in here with. I mean, he was he was talked about the same breath at the beginning of the year. Oh, he was ranked ahead of he was ranked ahead of Wallace in the rankings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ten spots better. Yeah. I was going to say he was you know, they were talking about him being a first round pick. I and uh, maybe he still is. I don't I don't know if he keeps going like he's played the last three halves. um, I, I think he can. But uh, nice story uh, in the Herald Leader about he and his mom and his and his grandfather and the people around him and you know how hard it was not to get the playing time uh, and and you know in the he he's always started but there were games where he started and didn't play 15 minutes right but he has uh, you know all of a sudden he has started to put it together. And if he keeps playing like he is, which I think is possible, you know, I agree. A, I agree. He's a freshman. The lights, the lights gone on. He he feels comfortable. He's certainly going to get the playing time. And so, um, <clears throat> no, I just I, I just think they're as you said they're trending in the right direction. I agree. Uh, they're becoming a, a little more consistent, uh, a little better defensively. I can't believe. When the rankings came out yesterday, the AP poll, mm-hmm. I can't believe Tennessee only dropped one spot after after that exhibition last Saturday in Lexington. I, 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 I just don't get it. I, I don't know why all of these rankings have the, this team so high. I, mm. I, don't, I don't get it. I, I think it's, it's something that we've talked about where um, people just – don't know who the best teams are necessarily, right? I mean, they think Houston's very good. They think Alabama's very good. Obviously, Kansas is playing at a level where you think they're very good. But otherwise, who are the next, like, five, six good teams? I mean, is, is a real legitimate question. I mean, that, that UCLA is in the top ten, and they play, you know, below the rim muck ball, essentially. I mean, it's, it's you know, it just it is what it is. Yeah, um, having seen I, some of their games, I, th- I, th- I think I, I would say – and looking at the AP poll that came out yesterday, I would say UCLA and Tennessee are the two most overrated teams on that poll. Okay, yeah. Tennessee is certainly inconsistent, right? Like, they'll play out, they're out of their minds and beat in Alabama, and then they'll come back and, you know, they're 3-for-21 against Kentucky from three kind of thing. I mean, it's just good luck figuring out which version of them is going to show up. See, I, I think if you play Tennessee, I know they're great defensively, mm-hmm. uh, but if you play Tennessee – and you find a matchup, whoever it is on your team, like Duke found the matchup last night against L, uh, you know, and he only scores, what, 10 points after the first three or four minutes of the game. If you find a matchup like that for uh, Viscovy, I, I, I don't think Tennessee can score. Right. 
So I, no, I, I'm not a big fan of tennis. I, I need to, uh, a texter who hates me and texts a lot, um, has pointed out that Chris Livingston was not rated 10 spots better than Case and Wallace. And they are correct. I want to point out that they're right. Case and Wallace was 21 in the rankings, and Chris Livingston was 12. He was only nine spots better. Uh, thank you, Texter, for making all of us better. I appreciate face. you very much. Yeah, In your face, Texter. In my face uh, for not knowing it was nine spots and not ten. Um, yeah. How terrible of me. What? Um, I apologize to everyone in the listening audience. I apologize to Delta Dental of Kentucky for sponsoring this segment. Um, I, uh, I, will, um, I will go wash my feet after this show and atone for my sins. Um, I apologize for that very much. That, that is just that, – that's unacceptable. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. That's unacceptable. You missed it him. by one. I, I, nope. <clears throat> nope. Nope. Yep. Nope. I can't mm. – well, I'm really sorry. Well, I can't believe I did that to the people <laughs> that listen to this show. Whew. I, All right. You know, you know what? Let's ap- just... After that, after that, I think I am the star of the show. All right. Well, uh, you know what? True Crime Tuesday, next. You're listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louie. All right, welcome back in. You're home for everything without lyrics. Issel and Louie taking you up until noon here. It is True Crime Tuesday. Of course, second hour of the show brought to you by our friends at Delta Dental, deltadentalky.com. If you are a dentist and you're looking to expand your practice, check out the dentist tab at the top of the website. Pick up even more patients, deltadentalky.com. Make sure that you get in on that. And, of course, it is time for True Crime Tuesday. But first, it is the anniversary of a game that happened on February 21st, 1970 at Parker Memorial Coliseum in Baton Rouge. Kentucky beats LSU 121-105. Dan, who was the high scorer in that game? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Pete Maravich. <laughs> scored 64 points in a nationally televised game in which Dan is scored. I think scored. Pratt was gardening. <clears throat> I, I also blame Mike Pratt. <clears throat> <laughs> Dan Issel scores 51. Pratt puts up 27. Nationally televised game, of course. I uh, uh, got this from our guy John Salzman pointed out that there were three networks at the time, so having a nationally televised game. Obviously, there was a little bit of scuttlebutt around a guy named uh, named Pete Maravich and a guy named Dan Issel, so uh, there you go. But, yeah, I just wanted to point out that um, you just don't get to see those performances anymore. A guy, Two guys scoring 50 points in a game just doesn't happen anymore. So Yeah, it um, was – and I, I've said – I'm sure you before. remember the game. I'm, I'm positive, <clears throat> yeah. I, I, this is what I remember okay. about that game is um, we were very excited because, you know, at that time, as John pointed out, there were uh, three yeah. uh, television networks. And, uh, and, and, the, and the local channels, they had the choice of putting on, uh, you know, the national program or doing something locally. So the year before, Elvin Hayes and, and Lou Alcindor, Cream, uh, played in the Astrodome. That was a big, big deal. Hmm. Uh, and uh, and and that at that point, that that game, and I think it was CBS, uh, was carried on more local affiliates than any college basketball game up until that point. Right. And we that game that you just referenced between Kentucky and LSU broke that record. 
So more see that that was the most technically the most watched college basketball game on television up until that point. And I remember here's what I remember about that game. Afterwards, uh, they they asked Pete and I to come out and be on hmm. uh, the post game show on CBS. And Pete was so upset. He wouldn't come on. Wow. So I I did the post game show on CBS by myself, and I got to know Pete a little bit. We went to the uh, as sophomores we went to the Olympic trials uh, together in Albuquerque, and um, and you know Pete was uh, very competitive, and he even though he scored sixty four points, he wasn't coming out to talk to anybody because as we always did, we we beat him pretty good. Did um. Was he kind of a recluse? Was he kind of a quiet guy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the stories I've heard. I obviously didn't know him, but um. uh, I don't know if I would say recluse, but he was not very outgoing. Okay. Um, you know, he was uh, unless he had a basketball in his hand, he was a little <laughs> uncomfortable. I'd put it that way. And he thought he had a genetic issue, right? Yeah. That caused uh, his death. Yeah. Okay. He was he was playing a pickup game. Pickup game of basketball. I, I want to say he was forty. Or he was early. Yeah, forty, forty-one. 40s. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, and had a and heart had a heart attack and passed away. Mm-hmm. It, it, he, is there anyone else that you've ever seen play basketball like him? No. Yeah, it's just different. I, you know, to this day, he is the he's the best. I mean, I don't care who you want to talk to, talk about. I mean, Magic Johnson, John Stockton. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't care who you talk about. Steve Nash, hmm. the best ball handler and passer I've ever seen, and it's not even, it's not even close. Hmm. I mean, he'd hit guys, he'd hit guys <laughs> running down the court in the back of the head. Yeah, right. He would. Yeah, I know. I, I've I know. seen it happen. <laughs> uh, no, there are videos was. out there, Avery, of him doing dribbling drills with two basketballs at rates of speed that you would not understand very close to his shorts where it could be very dangerous for him in the shorts area that are pretty remarkable videos to watch now he's have you have you seen the one this is the one that always amazed me he would take a basketball spread his feet apart Uh, this is what i'm talking about basketball with both hands hold it over his head yep and slam it on the floor as hard as he could slam it and catch the ball behind his back. Correct. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. No, it was it, through his legs, Avery. I mean, like, oof. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not even one. coordinated enough with one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the videos are pretty incredible. And 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 frankly, if you watch a guy like a Steph Curry warm up now, you can tell he took a lot of notes from his, you know, his his practices and you know Maravich's uh, you know rituals and those sorts of things. All right. Well, let's get into it. Speaking of rituals. Here's True Crime Tuesday with our friends at Red Hot Roasters, redhotroasters.com. Buy two cans, free shipping there. Find them in the Kentucky Proud section at your local Kroger, over 150 Kroger locations. Get the real real cans of coffee, Avery. None of this bag stuff. Real cans. Check them out at the corner of Lexington and Payne. Or if you are at the Expo Center, the State Fairgrounds here, they are the coffee supplier for them as well. Redhotroasters.com. And it's, uh, I think, become your favorite cup of coffee in the city, Avery. Yeah, it as the music comes on and you have to talk now. Yeah, it it's great. Like <laughs> I like finding local coffee shops because sometimes <gasps> Starbucks is just too far away. 
And like they're well, well, and frankly, for the it's cheaper and it's better. I mean, yeah. like if you if you like a just a straightforward cup of coffee, I think that Red Hot Roast is as good as it gets. So, all right, oh yeah, so good. Yeah. All right. So do, 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 do. this is the disappearance of Natalie Holloway. <laughs> Um, from May 30th, 2005 in Aruba. Like I said, I was very jealous of her, like, class trip, graduation trip, whatever they want to call it. Um, Have you been to Aruba, Dan? I have not. Okay. Well, it's like literally has you beat. Yeah, right. Well, speaking of beat, yeah. (laughs) Is that an off-color joke? So, Natalie, she grew up in Birmingham. She was a great student, honors, honor roll. She was involved, dance team, American Field Service, which basically was an organization that helped foreign exchange students um, with their school program. And then she also had a full academic scholarship to the University of Alabama to study pre-med. So, very, very smart. Um, And... She had graduated May 24th, 2000. Hey, Nikki the Boot, get the hell out of here. Trying to hear about dead chicks. (laughs) Jeez. Trying to have a civilization here. I don't even know what just happened. Who knows? All right. So (laughs) she graduated high school on May 24th, um, 2005. And then her, like, around 100, 150 or so um, of the students from her graduating class they all fly out to Aruba, like perfect grad night, you know. Um, and then everyone was set to return to Alabama on the thirtieth. Um, however, Natalie she never showed up to her flight, and her mom knew something wasn't right when she got the call because, like, Natalie she's super reliable. She's where she needs to be early. Um, always got all her stuff. So her mom knew when she got the phone call that Natalie was not on that plane, that she was either kidnapped or she was murdered. And when mom knows, mom knows. <laughs> um, and so um, afterwards, they discovered her passport, cell phone, and her packed bags were still in her hotel room. Okay. So she had every intention of returning. Right. Um and then so Beth, which is her mom, and then Natalie's dad, Dave, okay. they fly down to Aruba with some of her friends and some family members immediately to try and find her, mm. see if it's possible. Like, they made this fast because there's only so long um, to find a missing person. And so the investigation quickly begins, and Beth asks um, the hotel staff if she could get footage after the night manager had recognize the name of Joran Vandersloot. Oh, yeah. Such a weird name, but I'm here for it. He's just Dutch. Yeah, I know, but it's like, <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so the investigators had found out from her classmates that they were leaving Carlos and Charlie's. I'm guessing that's the like casino that was at the right. hotel that they were at. Yep. With Joran, Deepat Kalpo, and Salish Kalpo. Oh, yeah. The Calpos. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. And so... We all know the Calpos. Yeah. Why are you letting your friend leave 
with random strangers in a different country. Teenagers we, are stupid. Continue. We don't do this. That is not the rule. You leave with your friends <laughs> if your friends come with you. You do not leave with strangers unless your friends are with you. Maybe it was Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, and so... When those three guys were asked, um, the Calpo brothers and Jordan said that they had gone to, they brought Natalie to California Lighthouse, yeah, which is watch, over yeah. at Arashi Beach, yep. um, to Shark Watch, which is pretty interesting. However, sure. it's in the middle of the night, so what are you going to see? That's kind of like going to the uh, submarine races. Exactly. And so. We went stargazing at noon. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they claim in one of their many stories that they dropped her back off at the hotel around 2 a.m. Right. And that would be on the 30th. Yep. They did not get that far. (laughs) So June 5th, investigators arrested two of the security guards. They're both no longer working there. Um, After the three of them said that they saw them approach Natalie after dropping her off. Like, why are you just going to leave if two random dudes are approaching her? Like, I don't care that they're security guards. If that's, like, part of your story, then yeah. Um, However, they were released later on the 18th after it was pronounced, like, announced that the Calpo brothers had actually told one of them that they never dropped her off at the hotel and that it was actually at a nearby beach with Jordan. Mm. Y'all, I I can't. I need to hit some people. Um, And so on June 9th, they were, the three of them, they were arrested. So this is the weirdest part to me. So they arrest him in June, and it's it's murder, murder, kidnapping. Makes sense. And then they get released on July 4th. Then they arrest them again on August 26th for the same things, yes? Yes. Okay, they release them again on September 3rd, and then they arrest them again at the end of 2007. But they get released again, and it, it just, like, yeah, literally, it was, is it because they couldn't find a body? Exactly. They no. were constantly hoping that they would lead them to actual physical evidence on Natalie. Um, makes sense. Like, if there's no physical evidence, you can only hold them for so long. Right. Um, okay. So however, they, they weren't on trial, so yeah. not technically double jeopardy. Right. So they do the search. Yes. Cars, computers, cameras, everything. Oh, yeah. All from Jordan's house. Like, right. he was their number one suspect. They were going the after him. Time. Yeah. He still is. Okay. So, good on them. Um, <laughs> I guess. They even sent out divers to the beach in late August and later on um, in order to find, in hopes that they would find her because Jordan says that he was actually paid $35,000 to get involved, sleep with her on the beach. And then she started compulsing and, like, shaking horribly. So then she just stops, and okay. she's she's hard as a rock. So he throws her into the ocean. Mm. Like, yes, that's exactly what you do. <laughs> we don't call the, like, authorities or anything for mm. help. That's one of the many stories. Um, however, nothing was ever found in any of the searches except for one of those crab catcher thingies. Um, so fun times. And then like another one of the stories, like mostly the one where they show up, drop her off at 2 a.m. They would have been home by 2.30. And that's what the Calpo brothers had said. Mm. However, they're, they're actually over by the Aruba Racket Club. Okay. Gorgeous place. If you look up pictures, 
like you can tell there would definitely be security or someone over yeah, there. Yeah, right, right. Um, and actually, it was one of the gardeners who said that he saw all three of them in the car over there. Mm. Like, y'all, be smart. <laughs> like, have an actual alibi. So that was debunked. They did not go home. And Beth, eventually, she starts receiving, after the first arrest, like, multiple phone calls saying they know where Natalie is. Basically everything. Yeah, right. From being in a freezer in the Vandersloot house <laughs> to being on a, vo- on a boat in Venezuela or Cam- Colombia. Like, so you're, so this literally ha- everything. Right. So this happens... They, they've never found her body, right? Never. They're, and, she's and they, still missing. They think these three guys are definitely involved. Oh, yeah. Vandersloot's now in jail in Peru, right? Yes. He is in jail for murdering one of his girlfriends, and they're still like, oh, no, he had absolutely something to do with Natalie's uh, disappearance and her death. She was ruled legally dead in 2012. Right. So they have the birth, the death certificate and everything. Yeah, they let... Joring get married in jail. Yeah, Lady Figaro is his wife's name. He has a child. Do you know his son's name? No, I did not look that up because I'm you ready? so dumbfounded. You ready? His name is Douchey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's deserved. It is deserved. Oh my and, god. Yeah, like, and so the couple brothers, they're still out and about yeah, right. doing their thing. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, all right, it's so what so do you bad. think happened? I believe that they know exactly where she is. They definitely murdered her. And I was going to say where her body yeah. is. Yes, right. Okay. Yeah, they they murdered her. They know where her body is. They just don't want to say it. Got it. And, like, truly come clean. However, Joran, he did say in, like, 2012, 2010, after his father died because he no longer had anything to hide, he would... Sh- Tell them where she is, um, and there was no, nothing there. Mm. So, Jaren, where is she? You know where she is. Mm. You share that details, and you actually give them actual answers. Right. Y'all gotta go check out the Oxygen documentary of her disappearance on Peacock. Okay. So good. Oh, well, there you go. Well, thank now, you. Now, a- Avery, I have a question. Do, do you think um, if this crime had been committed in this country instead of Aruba, they would have figured it out? Hmm. Yeah, I would say so. It's still a Dutch territory. It's not like it's, you know... I don't know. Yeah, I would say um, based off of one of the recent... I can't think of the girl's name, but in 2021, Mm -hmm. um, her boyfriend had killed and disposed of the body. Um made major news and the internet sleuths found her right. almost immediately. Okay. Y'all know who I'm talking about if you've Yeah, that was the one the in the Florida and he like fled to yeah. Wyoming Peterson? or whatever. Is it Peterson? No, but there's a lot of psycho Petersons <laughs> in this country. <laughs> I actually determined See you let the Scandinavians in and then there it goes. A Peterson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well thank you, Avery. Red Hot Roasters uh sponsors that segment for some reason. Redhotroasters.com. Order two cans, get free shipping, check them out at Kroger in the Kentucky Proud section or at the State Fairgrounds and of course at the corner of Lexington and Payne. They have a really nice little drive through there. I think is good a cup of coffee. As you'll find, ask for the Louis Rabot special, the five pound bag of coffee, just sixty five bucks. I like to blend the light roast, the dark roast, and the espresso. How about that? All right. So Dan's got. Wait a second. They have a Louis Rabot special. No, I made that up. All right. Oh, so, okay. um, yeah, yeah. No, that's all. 
<laughs> they don't name things after me. What are we doing? Um, <laughs> reminder, Street of Lentz, we'll have you tomorrow night. Uh, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife post-game show. Dan and I will get into that tomorrow. Uh, we will have reaction on Thursday. Uh, Cam Drummond will be in at 10.30 as uh, Ben Roberts is flying. Um, I sent Ben the quote from you earlier in the show. What? That's okay. Cam is better anyway. Oh, Louie. And Ben laughed. So there you go. Why did um, you do that? Because he's in on the humor of the show, Dan. He oh, understands okay. humor. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's good. A uh, um, couple of good games tonight that I'm looking forward to. Okay. Uh, the Volunteers are at Texas A&M. Uh, good call, Texas. actually. That matters for the uh, SEC tournament as well. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Indiana visits your alma mater. <sighs> yeah. I, I don't know how they're doing anything up there right now. Are they in the tournament? I, I don't know, but when I'm after the shooting last week, I don't I I don't know how anyone's able to concentrate on anything. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah. Know. I, I that's what I, I. They went to Michigan on Saturday, and 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 I thought Michigan did a really good job of of welcoming them in, and and you know, kid gloves to start the game, and they were it was like three point game at half, and then they lost by twenty or something. I just yeah. I I don't know if maybe they'll get. You know, it'll be a healing moment at the Breslin Center tonight, something like that. But it just, I mean, I can tell you, Dan, I mean, I mean, I was I, I, just as even as a guy who was there 20 years ago, like I was in the room where those kids got shot. Really? Absolutely. I mean, I, I worked out in that that gym where he shot two more kids. I mean, absolutely. No, I mean, like it just is such a weird it's hard to describe because when you and you know this because you went to a big school. Even at at the best of those schools, culturally, even though there are 50,000 people going to school there, it still feels like a club. It still feels like you know everybody because you have such a common, a common thing together. Mm. Everyone wears green sweatshirts in the winter. Everyone. That's just what you wear. Right. I mean, if you go to Kentucky, everyone has a royal blue sweatshirt on. If you go to Louisville, you know, everyone has Kentucky sweatshirts. I'm kidding. Um, but the, um, but at Michigan State, I mean, everybody wore green, man. It was just, it just, it's just what you did. And I remember, shoot, when I was there, the, um, the, the sweatshirts were like two for 20. And everyone wore the same crappy block letter Michigan State sweatshirts <laughs> around campus because they were 10 bucks, right? And if you lost one, you didn't lose your mind about it. Um, you know, and so I, I just... You know, I, I hope they show up well. I imagine I use probably about a five-point favorite, something like that, in that game. Um, it's a great opportunity for Michigan State. Uh, matchup predictor is very even. Uh, Michigan State's a three-point favorite. I don't understand that at all. Indiana's playing great basketball right now. Um, Trace Jackson Davis is pushing his way into the yeah. National Player of the Year conversation. No question. And Michigan State's got no answer for him. So I'm, I'm stunned by that line. Um, they must think that there's going to be an emotional response. But they're doing a whiteout tonight. It's a 9 o'clock game. Um, but, I mean, just the emails that I've gotten from school and, and people up there trying to figure everything out. Um, yeah, I'm getting texts on this, too. Um, you know, I had texts are actually another Michigan Stater. Um, I had classes in Berkey as well. I mean, yeah, you just – you know, it's, it's one of those older buildings on campus on the north side of campus. And, yeah, man, it's, it's hard to – it's hard to think about someone just deciding yeah, to do I that. Can, and, I, can, I can't yeah. imagine. So I don't know what the guys are going through, and and I mean, it just, it just you know, and, and some of the stories, Dan, too. So there was a shooting at Oxford High School in Michigan, in Oxford, Michigan, and there were kids who survived the Oxford shooting who were in Berkey Hall. 
Oh, can you imagine? Oh, can no, you imagine? I can't. You try to move on with your life from a shooting at a high school, and then you go to college, and you think you're getting away from all the crap, and then this happens again. Was there any um, uh, social injustice protests when you were going to college? Yeah, but it was about the Iraq War. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, when I when, when I was going to UK. That was the the big thing. The demonstrations by the the kids that were against the Vietnam War. Okay. Yeah. Sit-ins and stuff, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 No, for us it was. Presidents. Yeah, there were there were yeah there were sit-ins and then. Um, a lot of like you know blocking traffic and that kind of stuff and, yeah you know yep, yeah same thing so but i mean that's nothing compared to people getting killed yeah that's right yeah we used to protest uh sending our boys away to go do it somewhere else and now they're you yeah. know, just bringing those weapons on campus so this guy i don't i don't the other part is he was clearly on their radar for law enforcement and they just released him and then like you know he's able to acquire this firearm and he just walks around campus i mean just it's such an easy place to pick people off, too, because there's an understanding that you're not bringing weapons on campus. You're packed into these lecture halls. And then, you know, it, I mean, people are just, you know, everyone's looking the same direction, sitting in the same formation, whatever. It's just such an right. easy target. And so, yeah. But yeah, so I, I look, I, 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 Dan, I'll tell you, I'm emotional enough about it that I might not even watch the game. Hmm. Yeah. I, I certainly understand that. So it's, um, yeah. I mean, because I, you know, I, if people don't know, I went to Michigan State for undergrad, and then I, I, I did my grad work at, at at IU, and so both teams are, you know, teams that I want to do well, and sure. um, you know, Michigan State more. I think you always love where you went to college more than when you, where you went to graduate school, um, but uh, you know, it, hmm, yeah, no, it's just I, I don't know how the guys are going to do it, and I mean, Izzo's been at everything. He's made himself available. I that. Yeah, he's That's, he's he's yeah. available at That's, everything, and I appreciate yeah. that. And um, oh yeah, the God, that's right. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. I mean, it's just ugh. anyways. Sorry, texters are. I'm getting some text from Michigan State people down here, uh, but it's a uh, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully it's a it's a, a galvanizing moment. Um, Michigan State needs to win more than IU does at this point. Um, but uh, you know, if if the if the net stuff we talk about, Dan, as far as quads and whatever else, uh, yeah, Michigan State will make the tournament. But they flipped spots with Kentucky. They went from the seventh line to like the ten or eleven line, probably. So <laughs> it is. I mean, you know, Izzo's got like a. I think nineteen ninety seven was the last time they didn't make the tournament, or ninety six. Wow! So they've got a huge streak on the line. Yeah. Um, in the same way that Kentucky, you know, needs to win a game in the tournament to keep that four year class thing going as well. So, sure. Yeah. Sure. So there you go. All right, man. All right, well, I hear the music, uh, and boy, this show's been all over the place today, uh, talking yeah. about tender and, and school shootings and everything else. But uh, uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll be back again tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Issel and Louie on ESPN 680-105.7. And uh, we hope that you will join us then. Go have some of that coffee, Louie. <laughs> Happy Mardi Gras, everybody. Oh, yeah. And, en- and enjoy the uh, Cane's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll uh, talk to you again tomorrow morning. This has been Issel and Louie. Have a great day, everybody. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week, 
It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.